I am curious to know how sex feels. It is a call from deep within, like a baby seeking its mother's teat. It feels as though nothing else in the world matters but satisfying the urge and achieving the goal my body has demanded of me. Then, as quickly as it began, it is complete, leaving a worn-out shell in its wake. And the only feeling I am left with, the only thing I know, is that death has occurred. I see. It is prudent that you are in therapy. <laughs> Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This is episode 7, and this week we're talking about... The Orville. The Orville. Tell me about The Orville, Neil. Yeah, so The Orville is a show... It's <laughs> we had to specify. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't always done that. So it, it is a series... Created by Seth MacFarlane, 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 MacFarlane. Um, who has created things that you may be familiar with, like Family Guy, American Dad. He's got Dad. squinty little beady eyes. Yeah, I does. feel like I wouldn't trust him if I met him in real life. Now he'll never come on the podcast. Thanks. He was never going to. <laughs> Actually, he might still come on because he makes fun of people a lot too. True, he probably Very understands true. this. Yeah, uh, and before we really get into it, I fucking love this show. It. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah. Uh, I give it a solid eight. De- definitely went in with uh, tempered expectations, but they blew out. So uh, the show set 400 years uh, in our future, the Orville being a starship. And the whole show is, I don't know if parody is the right word, maybe homage. I think it was pitched as a parody show, but it really was an homage show. Really, it's just I homage think, to Star Trek. I think it's like when he did It's a Trap and Blue Harvest for yes, yes, for, yes, um, yes, yes, Family Guy. They were on the surface. They were a parody, but really, it was a deeper like we're gonna do this. We're gonna do. Yeah, I, I think, make I think Blue movie. Harvest is way more parody than yeah. Than but both this of them are really just Trek. they're. It's parody, but it's it's the love fest too. Absolutely, it's a parody done by someone who's way way fucking nerdier than most people who do parodies. Yes, and it's a spaceballs level parody. And I and I have such a whole new respect after watching this show for Seth MacFarlane because he's a massive fucking dweeb like he's us. He's a massive nerd just like <laughs> us, and it gives me hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> essentially, the Orville though it's um it is like we said heavily influenced and borrows heavily from Star Trek. Um, and a little synopsis really is, so it, it follows the adventures of Captain Ed Mercer, played by Seth MacFarlane, who also created the show. He stars in the show. He made um, the role for himself so he could bang hot aliens. Oh, yeah. Which is exactly the career move I'm looking to make one day. Yeah. <laughs> that's, on, that's what we're doing with this podcast, just so y'all know. Yeah. This Eventually, is just a stepping stone to fucking hot alien creatures. Yeah. Or actresses dressed as hot alien creatures. I mean, if you can't tell the difference, Or dress as Ewoks. Whatever floats your boat. That's furry. <laughs> We're not into furries. At least I'm not. Speak for thyself. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the show starts off. We're not going to really go into deep into each episode because it's very much, again, like Star Trek, where every episode is sort of a standalone. Um, where 
in some parts there might be an overarching background story, but again, each one is really just the crisis of the week as it used to be, you know, with the original Star Trek, Next Generation, and, and pretty much all of them. If it doesn't involve knockoff Klingons, then it's just a standalone episode. Pretty much. <laughs> it's Kmart brand. And there Klingons. are knockoff Klingons called Mock They are great value Klingons. <laughs> yes. And they, they, they encompass a number of things. And, and the show does do some sort of social commentary, but not really. Um,. No, it does more. Just, just a little bit. No, yeah. Just enough to be Star Trek. Because Star Trek did that, too. I'm rewatching Enterprise, and it does more than Enterprise does in the first season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the show starts with Ed Mercer, who is an officer in the Galactic Union, I think it's called. The Union, I think. The they, Union, they just yeah. really refer to it as the Union, which is the Federation. The Planetary Union, I think. Planetary Union, that's the one. Um, my notes uh, re-edited themselves. And he comes home. To find his wife, Kelly, played by Adrian Polici? Polici? I'm glad you had to say it first. Yep. We're going <laughs> to go with that. Um, and she is cheating on him with a blue alien. I mean, who hasn't been there? Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm pretty sure was a homage to, so like... she blew the blue alien? Oh, my God, which is actually true canonically. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, a blue-skinned alien who was... Um, yeah, we'll get into that in, in fun facts, but it, it destroys his confidence, his career, and, and, and his marriage with Kelly, um, which throws him into sort of a weird career spiral. Kelly eventually, like in, in the show a year later or so, uses her influence to get Ed a ship of his own, with the only caveat being his ex-wife, Kelly, is his first officer. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so drama. Oh my God, drama. Right? Um and again, very much like Star Trek, the episodes really just follow the bridge crew and the shenanigans they all get into. Yep. Um, we meet characters like uh, Chief Medical Officer Dr. Claire Finn, played by Penny Johnson Gerald, who you and I are familiar with and who many of our listeners will be familiar with. Uh, Only is... if they're cultured Star Trek nerds. Exactly. She Only was... the most cultured to watch DS9. Yeah, she comes from Deep Space Nine where she played Cassidy Yates, or as Z eloquently put it off, off recording, Cisco's main squeeze. The main squeeze. <laughs> um, there's the ship's helmsman, uh, who is a self-proclaimed best pilot in the Union, Lieutenant Gordon Malloy. We know someone just like that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And he's <laughs> listening right now. best pilot in the Union. <laughs> he's listening right now, and we love you and hate you, but also love you. Uh, it's played by Scott Grimes, who I... Really, only know him as his uh, role as Sergeant Malarkey in Band of Brothers, um, which I fucking love that series. Um, but that's not nerdy enough to do a podcast over. I don't think anything that's got to do with the Nazis getting killed. Nazis, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, um, but that—that's where I know him from, and I did not know he was so fucking funny. Like he's legitimately one of the funniest characters on the show. I enjoy he's it a lot. Good. Um, we have the Nav Officer. Which I did not know he was the nav officer. I had to look this up. It's the John Lamar. The yeah, I just thought they were both pilots, but <laughs> no, he's essentially what Data was on the. Uh... Data was a science officer. Oh shit, he was a science officer. They didn't have a nav officer. No, they didn't. Um, but he eventually becomes the uh, chief engineer at some point. Spoilers. Um, that's played by Jay Lee, who really hasn't acted in a lot of things, but he's played some um, offhand roles in Family Guy and American Dad. And I, hmm, I wonder how he got on the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually, I think he spends most of his time with these shows in the writer's room, which is kind of cool. Um, and that's why they wrote him to be a hyper-intelligent person. Most people on the show are super <laughs> dry, and there's not a lot of like laughing at their own jokes. Seth MacFarlane's the only one that seems to ever laugh at his own jokes. 
Yeah. Everyone else has a really dry delivery, which I really appreciate. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have one of the other characters that uh, uh, his species creates most of the drama in the show. It's um, the second officer, Lieutenant Commander Bortus. Bortus. Who is a Mocklin. They are a monogendered species. Every single one of them is a male. So you can imagine how shitty that Great has Great value Klingon. Say it with me, people. <laughs> he's, he's Kmart brand Klingon. Yeah. For sure. Uh, added in with some uh, monogendered political shit. Um, and again, the Mocklins are the crux of the drama in many an episode. Um, and uh, Lieutenant Commander Boris is played by Peter Macon, which I couldn't find many other things he was in, but um, I think he does a really great job with it. Um, there's a science officer. We have our data character, Isaac, who is a robot. artificial robot man who's from a species called the Kalon, and they are actually, in the second season, they go to war with all organic life. Spoilers again. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun. Um, and it's, it's a common theme. A fucking robot. Yeah. Robots always fuck everything Well, that's up. a common theme in a lot of science science fiction, is, you know, people create artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence will turn on us, which is true. We, all, we you know, in a thousand years or so, when we have created AI... Well, rather, well after AI is... like 15 years? Well, I'm saying is well after the AI have destroyed us and they're listening to this podcast. Maybe, I don't know, bring us back from the dead if you can, AI, please. Thanks. Yeah, leave me dead. (laughs) I mean, we may be dead already. Who knows? We're going to have one of those moments like Planet of the Apes. I'm going to come out on the beach and see the Statue (laughs) of Liberty. blew it up! You goddamn dirty robots! (laughs) Or is it the end of the shittier uh, Planet of the Apes that was made by uh, Tim Burton? Where With Marky Mark. With Marky Mark. Where the Lincoln Memorial's, for some reason, a fucking ape? Yeah. I yeah. don't know, bro. I, I, I don't know. We'll probably have to, we'll have to do that, that movie that at some certainly. point. Um, uh, then there's the Chief Security, Lieutenant Alara Catan. Alara? Alara. Alara Catan. Member of a species of a very super strong race called the Zaleans, or Saleans. Uh, and later she's replaced. I'm not sure why the actress replaced. I think it was like personal reasons. I'm not certain. I didn't really look that much into it. But she gets replaced by Tala Keali, um, played by Jessica Shazor. Oh, they're both pretty hot. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and I like a, a strong woman who can throw me across the room, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Bitch that can choke you a little bit. Wow. A lot bit. That got a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, it, it's a lot like it's a lot like Star Trek, where each episode kind of stands on its own. Um, really, it's just they're exploring space. They are in a starship called the Orville, uh, which I later learned was named after Orville Wright. Hmm. Yeah, one of the Wright brothers. I was thinking Orville Redenbacher. The pop. You know guy. what? That's more true. That's a better <laughs> answer. We're gonna make or, that one's the better one. <laughs> Our starship's named after the best popcorn. <laughs> Please sponsor us. I don't Orville know if I've ever had Orville Redenbacher. Actually, unless they're gonna, I don't think I have either. Unless they're going to sponsor us, in which case they're my favorite popcorn. <laughs> that I, it's the only pop. It's all I eat actually. I don't eat anything else. Yeah, um, there are tons of references to Star Trek and tons of actors who show up, which we'll get into in the, the fun facts. But, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, really getting into the plot of this, it, like I said, it's 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 a homage to Star Trek, and they get into funny shitty scenarios in space yep there's also a lot of convenient references to 20th and 21st century american pop culture oh yeah which helps the viewer yeah <laughs> helps us feel like they're they're talking to us yeah 
Less so than Star Trek typically does. Oh, yeah. Star Trek tries to, like... This is a lot more, like, um, friendly to the casual viewer, I think, than Star Trek is. For sure. Yeah. Um, Because you can watch it. It's like, uh, what is it, The Other Guys? Where Marky Mark learns all these skills just to, like, I used to beat this guy up, and I learned ballet just to... Show him how much of a... (laughs) That's that's Seth MacFarlane's (laughs) approach to the show is, like... Yeah, come watch this, and we'll make fun of nerds together, and you can learn all about the species, the Klingons, and all this other shit, and then you accidentally become a Trekkie. That's exactly what it is. That's kind of how I got into Star Trek, <laughs> honestly. Everyone kept telling me to watch it. I was like, I'll watch it just to make fun of you little freaking weirdos. And, and then, now look at you. Yeah, here I am. Fucking s- dressing as a Klingon next week. To dress. Really. <laughs> Kapla, motherfucker. You pet talk. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's pretty much the. Uh, it's pretty much everything that we can talk about from a uh, a plot point of view, as little as the plot we talked about. Next up, we'll talk about some fun facts. Okie dokie. So here's some <laughs> trivia in case you ever find yourself at a fucking bar and they're doing trivia on the Orville. On the Orville, which we have a bar nearby that that could definitely yeah, happen. It's certainly possible. So January 2019, Adrian Palacki, Palicki. Kelly Grayson and uh, Scott Grimes, Gordon Malloy, uh, got engaged. Wow! So they're banging. I assume I assume they're banging. They could be virgins. That's very true. It's well, not very likely, but it's possible. It's true, or it could yeah. be true. Actually, I, I know it's not true because I know Scott Grimes has kids. I was gonna say, what have you seen a porno of these guys or something? Shut up. Uh, so on the captain's desk, there's a Kermit the Frog toy, and that's because Seth MacFarlane does a really good Kermit impression. Yeah, Kermit the Frog. I was going to say you should do a Kermit impression, but you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, so this is a kind of another trope from the Star Trek universe. Uh, the voice on the computer is Rachel MacFarlane, Seth MacFarlane's sister. Oh, really? Which, if you know Star Trek, the voice on the, uh, right, the right, computer right, the, is the, uh, Mabel Roddenberry, who's yep. Gene Roddenberry's wife. Yep. Also, um, Loxana Troy. Loxana Troy. Yeah, <laughs> I I wish I knew her titles at the top of my head. I'd start Ooh, I wonder if those two are going to do a Beta Z wedding and get naked. Ooh, I'd watch that potentially. So uh, actually, no, they didn't. <laughs> Liam Neeson and Charlize Theron. Uh, Theron. Theron Theron. She's from South Africa. It's South all fucking Africa. weird. It's all fucking weird, mate. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they're on. Their, they're both guest appearances on the Orville, but they were also. Uh, in A Million Ways to Die in the West, which is a Seth MacFarlane film from Still 2014. Still haven't seen that. We'll probably review it eventually. Is it worth covering? I don't remember. <laughs> I saw it like in 2014. We'll watch it again and let you guys know. I seem to remember it being a little dumb, but hey, whatever. <laughs> so in season two, episode three, Robert Picardo and John Billingsley yeah. uh, actually got an episode together, and they're both Star Trek doctors. Picardo was the EMH, and John Billingsley was Dr. Flox from Flox. Star Trek Enterprise. Who is one of my favorite characters from that series? Yeah, he was pretty great. Uh, I'm actually rewatching that yeah. now. Also, I love that episode. We'll get into that later on. But God, mm-hmm. I love that fucking episode. So yeah, we already said uh, Cisco's main squeeze was <laughs> Doctor Claire Finn, uh, and also Seth MacFarlane was Junior Ensign Rivers in Star Trek Enterprise. Oh fuck, that's right. He did have a cameo. Sure enough. Uh, and so when Mercer asks Alara, open this pickle jar for me over and over, it's a reference to Powder Puff Girls. Power Puff Girls. Well, I have the D in the <laughs> notes, so it's Powder Puff. You would have the D. Yeah. Uh, so Power anyway, Puff Girls, open this jar of pickles. It's so deliciously evil. <laughs> 
So the mayor of Townsville always asks the girls to open pickle jars for him. <laughs> so that's his right. I didn't remember that until you mentioned it, but you're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> so obviously, great value bland, brand Klingon, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Bortus. <laughs> Uh, the Bortus was Bortus. actually the name of a ship that transported Kimptek in Star Trek TNG and was commanded by the Duras. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So, so far, there have been over 30 actors on the Orville who have been in Star Trek. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like a fucking fan club or something. That's super cool. Uh, so some people who were not in Star Trek include Rob Lowe, who is the alien that Kelly banged. Shit, that's who it was. I couldn't remember it, and it wasn't in my notes. Yep. And actually, I was rewatching Parks and Rec the other day at someone's house, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's Rob Lowe. God, I hate Parks and Rec. Whatever. Yeah. We're not going to Unpopular opinion. We're not going to cover don't it. don't like matter. that show. Uh, also, Liam Neeson, who is our dad, uh, <laughs> and he's also Qui-Gon Jinn. Everything comes back yep. to Liam Neeson. And Jason Alexander, who was in Seinfeld, and he was Catbert and Dilbert, and he was in Duckman. Catbert <laughs> Dilbert. Yep. Bruce Willis had an uncredited role as a, like an extra in the show. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would ask you when, but I know you don't know. <laughs> You're learning. God. Bless America. Uh, Charlize, which we talked about, and one of my favorite actors, F. Murray Abraham, who was, he was the uh, the tough guy, Colombian, I think, uh, in Scarface, who got hanged out of the helicopter. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he was also uh, in Amadeus. Oh, yeah. He's he was, the. Um, uh, what's his fucking name in Amadeus? But he's he's the main guy we follow in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love him in that movie. Yeah. I'll think of it before this episode's ever watched. Um, <laughs> there's also an Orville comic that's been recently released, which I have not read you know because I don't read I, comics. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I don't either. We'll talk about <laughs> comics eventually, but uh, don't expect me to read them. Yeah, we're going to have to get it's just not my thing. drunk. So season three has been uh, confirmed, and it's actually been sold over to Hulu, which could probably be good. Oh, probably yeah. going to be better than Fox. Yeah. Although Fox did release them free to stream. Yo, I mean, I always watch the them. I, watch I, them. I only watch them on Hulu, so. I only watched, I didn't have Hulu at the time. Sponsor so. Hulu. Yeah. Or Fox. We don't give or a Fox. Volcano Los Dos. <laughs> yeah. Except we're going to call you like F-A-W-K-E-S in, in lieu of F-O-X. Is that a Harry Potter reference you're trying to squeeze in? No, that was actually a Fallout reference, but it works for that too. <laughs> and actually, I, we can stick with Fox because Fox Mulder. Uh, okay. Either way. Either way. <laughs> Just give us money. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Unless you're Nazis. No, we... we'll take your money and then we'll kick you in the fucking teeth. Kick too. you in the teeth, yeah. Yeah. Like Kung Fury. I'll do my job. <laughs> Tank you. Oh, fuck. So season two got an Emmy nod. nod oh. uh, for Did they out- get one or just nomination? No, just nomination. Ah. For outstanding visual effects. Which it I will really say, does have It's a good. very pretty show. CGI yeah. and everything. Like, uh, visual effects as well. Uh, like, Norm MacDonald's character is, like, Yafit, the, the green booger He's monster, goo, whatever the fuck he is. A goo creature. <laughs> He's a snail trail. <laughs> a sentient snail trail. I love, I love Norm MacDonald, and they, that's a good role for him. Um, what did I watch the other day? I watched Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's so stupid <laughs> and awesome. But, uh, is that he Rob was, Schneider? Yeah. Oh, fuck. L. King's dad. Yes. <laughs> and I, I actually looked up some fun facts on that just out of habit from doing the show now. 
And uh, at the beginning, at the very end of the movie, uh, Norm Macdonald's a bartender in it for like a minute, and he just like threatens to kill Rob Schneider casually, <laughs> like and real life. <laughs> they do like a you know after the movie, they talk about where the characters go, and then at the very end, they're like Norm Macdonald was in this movie for a total of five minutes. He filmed for one day, and it just shows Norm Macdonald smiling with his thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Norm Macdonald. That's funny. Um, so there's also a uh, Orville Interactive Fan Experience game on steam it looks just like a vr walkthrough thing okay uh, i was gonna ask if it was like uh like star trek online which we nope. you and i tried for like 10 minutes no i downloaded it. i never played it no we we i, I was there when you, like you, you're like we're joining the klingons asshole and oh. then we jumped on the bridge and then i got bored uh well that game actually has a shit ton of star trek people who voice themselves like really? pretty much everyone from star trek's on there like i know jake and nog are on there which by the way they've got a uh, podcast together I'm going to start listening to that. Holy I have shit. been. Uh, I had to stop because they're actually reviewing Discovery episodes, so I've got to watch Discovery. Oh, uh, yeah. But, same, um, same. They don't cuss nearly as much as us, and they don't, I don't think they've ever talked about dicks on their show. So so ours is superior. <laughs> I'm not sure that they'll ever come on our show, but, hey, I'm open to it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, come on, man. Let's, yeah. We'll do a joint podcast together. <laughs> All right, so uh, I would have more fun facts, but uh, somebody took all my fucking fun yeah, facts. Yeah, uh, although I have a fun fact for you that uh, so you brought up you you talked about it off recording and on the uh, that uh, essentially Kelly Grayson because I can't remember, Adrian Polici whatever and Scott Grimes got engaged in January. Yep, they got married in March. Oh. divorced in July. Okay, <laughs> they literally lasted go. two months in marriage. I mean, that's longer than... No, I'm not going to go there. That's mean. <laughs> I was going to say something mean, but um, I'm not going to. And, and when, <laughs> when they were asked about it, I, I did a little bit of research, and it brought me to People Magazine. Yeah. But uh, essentially, she's like, you know, when you know it's not for real, or when you know it's not going to work, you, you just, you know, you do what you can. So I was like, Jesus. You know how computers get viruses? I think your computer has cooties because you went on fucking people.com. Probably. <laughs> it was a work computer, though, so. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was... Uh, that was kind of funny. Um, and we also forgot to mention that a couple episodes have been directed by The Frakes. True. And then one of them was, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head in my Braga. notes. Or, what's that? Brandon Braga. Uh, I was going to say whoever played uh, uh, Tom Paris. I would just say Tom Paris then. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't remember his real name. And it's also, in my notes somewhere, uh, but I... Yeah, John Favreau directed something in season one too. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Tom Paris, Frakes, and Brandon Braga, who did most of DS9. Yeah. So congratulations, Adrienne and, and Scott, but also condolences. <laughs> Congrats and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's fun facts. We'll uh, we'll come back in a minute talk about our uh, favorite parts and uh, some uh, some other shit. Yarp. Okay, so there's surprisingly few fan theories on the Orville. Shocker. I found one that came out in between season one and two. And it didn't come true, but it's worth noting because there was a pretty great theory that everyone was going to show up in the first episode of season two with beards. And if you're a Star Trek fan, you know exactly what that means. Baby face Riker. Yeah. TNG did not get good until the beard showed up on the Riker. That's very true. It sucked ass. And even then, when he did grow the beard, it took a while. Episode one with the saucer set that never happened again, like one other time. That was cool. It was a couple times. Yeah, but like but very episode rarely. one was like the like so fucking campy. Yeah, but it had the saucer set, which was just cool. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't happen, so <laughs> it's a dead fucking theory. But Damn I it. thought it was funny. That'd be so, that'd be a good uh, 
that'd be a good like a Easter egg to throw in. Have yeah. a scene where they're all at beards or mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite part of the Orville? So, I kind of break this down to like my favorite episode, which currently is uh, Home, which we already mentioned was when uh, uh, John Billingsley and Robert Picard- Picard- Picardo. Robert Picardo. I always call him Roberto Picardo I know, because he has wrong. an O. I know, but <laughs> I, I didn't do it yet in this episode. I met him at Dragon Con a couple years ago. Not like met, just like like ran into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've <laughs> met kind of a dick. <laughs> I've met uh, who did I meet? I've met two different people standing next to you. Yeah, the first time you called me a liar. By the way, I didn't call you a liar. I said I don't think that's true. You thought that I was being a racist. Actually, I did. Thank <laughs> you. I legitimately thought you were being racist. I was like, bro, that's fucking Harry Kim, and you're like, no, it's not. It's like, dude, it's not Garrett Wang. It's I was like, like, that is Garrett Wang, and you're like, no, it's just an Asian guy, and you just think it's Garrett. Yeah, Wang. Yeah, it's because I thought I I've seen videos of Garrett <laughs> Wang at cons and he had long hair and he didn't have long hair when we saw him i thought it was a completely different and person that year i literally just finished watching voyager like two days before the con I was yeah like, i'm fucking telling you dude that's harry kim that's garrett wang and you're like no it's not i was like fine i'll prove it and i walked up and i was like dude you're garrett wang and he's like yeah i was like can i get a picture and he's like uh no i'm gonna go in this panel in like 10 minutes and i can't yeah. be bombarded i was like cool Let's talk about why you can't get laid. <laughs> yeah, no, you legitimately <laughs> said that. I, I didn't give a shit. I was like, you got a minute? He's like, yeah, yeah, we can bullshit. And I was like, yo, you could not get laid on that show to save your life. And he just <laughs> laughed. And he, he looks at me and goes, you know, that was art imitating life at the time. <laughs> and I was like, damn, Garrett Wang. We're so similar. <laughs> Let's be best friends, man. Dude, come on the podcast. You're like the successful Asian version of me. <laughs> why does he got to be Asian? He doesn't have to be, but he is. <laughs> It's just a fact. That's true. God. Um, and then the other time, God, you disappointed me this time. Dude, I was drunk in an elevator. What do you want? <laughs> we get in an elevator, which, by the way, later in that same elevator ride, I bought carpet from a shady dude. Who <laughs> That happened. Yeah, dude. It's a Dragon Con thing. But um, we're in the elevator, and I look over, and there's this old man in the elevator with us. It's like 1130, I think, on a Saturday. Wearing like a trucker hat. And I'm like... Uh, uh, oh shit. And I start elbowing Neil, and he's like, Why are you fucking elbowing me? I'm like, Bro, bro, bro. That's what's his nuts. I'm pretty sure that's what I said, too. Yeah, that's I, exactly what you said. And I go, I don't recognize him. I can't even remember his name now, now that I'm put on the spot. But he plays Chekhov in the Chekhov. original series. Yeah. I was like, That's fucking Chekhov. And you're like, Who? Who, that, who? And I'm like, the old guy. You're like, what? And I'm like, that's fucking Chekhov. He looked nothing like Chekhov. That's because he's 900 I years know, old I know, but also I was I was blatantly drunk. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking Chekhov. And you're like, oh, I didn't watch TOS. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't say I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, I met Chekhov and Garrett Wang. All in the same con? No. Were those different cons? Different years. Oh. There's two they different times. They all run together. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part, <laughs> I didn't know you knew Robert Perc- or met Robert Picardo. Though. Not like, uh, again, sort of like ran into him. Cause I ran into Frank as he was time, leaving, like... as he was leaving the, uh, um, like, uh, autograph signing. Yeah. But like, I've even seen, like I've se- I've been in line for other folks mm-hmm. while he's like signing. He's just kind of cold, man. Just like, yeah. Well, okay. Bill Shatner's a total dick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when he was, <laughs> he was on Dragon Con TV that year. Just <laughs> Calling out that motherfucker. Oh my, that was. We were so exhausted, just in the room, like we want to go do something. No, <laughs> and just watching Dragon Con TV, and he was a fucking dick to these nerds. Speaking of Dragon Con, uh, when this comes out, we'll be there. Yeah, actually, 
no. no next no. week. That's a dirty lie. <laughs> it could be a little. It could be true. Well, if you listen to this late, then yeah, yeah. close enough. <laughs> All right. Anyway, your favorite What's, part yeah, of the yeah, Orville. my favorite part of the Orville was that episode. Somebody actually complained about us never sticking to the topic in this show, and I was like, <laughs> okay, sorry, make your own podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> we did with blackjack um, and hookers. <laughs> Uh, was the well again that episode with the two doctors from Star Trek and because uh, that episode, it's gets so dark and I fucking loved it every goddamn second of it. It was uh, like John Billingsley. You know, he always played. I've always seen him play uh, uh, Doctor Flox. I haven't. I haven't seen anything else he's in, but I hear he's in other stuff. Um, but he's always like the nice guy. He's always super cool. And he becomes a fucking villain like at the drop of a hat, and it was so well written. And yeah. I really love that episode. It was very good. What was your favorite part of the Orville so far? I think that, okay, sci-fi trope of, like, dating an alien, banging an alien, all that stuff. Yeah. I think this did it very well. Like, better than most. It wasn't, like, a weird, awkward, like, Terminator-style, like, mm-hmm. banging a robot. That was weird. <laughs> um, this one did it right, because they're hey, like, how do we... When did Terminator we... bang a robot? I think it was T2. No, it was Terminator 1. No. No. No, it, it was, was it was uh it was either T two or three. It was John Connor's dad that she banged. Yeah, in T one. Yeah. But I think T two didn't have any robot sex and T three two had the kid in it, so that was not the one that had the banging, but I think T yeah. three she bangs him. No. I think so. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger, drop us a line and tell us what's yeah, real. Let us know, Governator. <laughs> there's also a show and I'm I guarantee they banged him in the oh, show. Sarah Connor point. Chronicles, yeah. No, there's a show before it. that too. I think they've had several T V runs. Oh. I don't know. Regardless. Anyway, I think they did the uh dating slash banging an alien really well or not an alien, a robot <laughs> in this one really well. Oh, the Claire and Isaac episode? Yeah, because the way they addressed it, you know, they went into the the hollow suites or whatever they call yeah. them this. Um and the it's guy the who the guy who plays the human version of Isaac is the guy who voices Isaac. Yeah, um, he's in the costume. Yeah, it's legitimately the same actor, which yeah. is really cool. Also, looks completely different from what I thought he would. Yeah, he's like a weird ginger looking. He's like a Norwegian Nigel McEnglishman looking dude. <laughs> I think he might be English. I don't know. Um, Either way, I think they did that really well because they it's really easy to fuck that up. It, oh yeah, they make it really weird. It, and if something's really stupid in the show, it takes me out of it for a minute, and it takes mm-hmm. me a minute to get back in. But this one didn't break continuity, and I liked it. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I agree with you. All right, what's your least favorite moment? <sighs> really, I have two. Firstly, the Mocklins are just the fucking worst. I don't think discount so. Klingons. They're fu- like it's fun, like some episodes, but like. I think they're the I think they're the subject of too many episodes. Like I think it comes back to like the Mocklin culture too many times. See, I see that as a further Star Trek trope that they've worked in because that's basically Klingons in DS9. Everything's about the Klingons. DS9, you're right. I'm, yeah. See, I keep But like I said Brandon Braga directed some episodes. I so. keep comparing the Orville really specifically to the next generation in my feel of it, but you're actually right. In DS9, they, they dig way more deeper into... Or in uh, Enterprise, everything comes back to the fucking... Uh, Sulaban? Not the, yeah, the Sulaban in the early episodes. I'm talking about the ones they fight. Oh, the Zindi? Yeah, that blow up Florida. Yeah, they <laughs> kill 7 <laughs> million people. Florida, which... Yeah. Go ahead. But. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Castrate America, please. Um, but, uh, and then also... There was an episode where Malloy falls in love with a girl from, like, a cell phone, like, her personality. Okay, yeah, that was a dumbass episode. No, here's why I hate it. I didn't like it. I could see myself in 400 years doing the exact same thing. You are the guy from thing. Her. 
I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's why you had to unplug your Alexa. You're <laughs> <for>. <laughs> Alexa, are you a pleasure model? <laughs> He's laughing because it's true. <laughs> go fuck yourself, but you're right. Uh, I'll go fuck my Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. The hole in the back's big enough for you, Z. Okay. What's your least favorite part? Um, all right. My least favorite part is the whole Yoffit and Claire thing. Because, I don't know, just something about a borderline rapey goo monster voiced by Norm MacDonald. <laughs> it creeps me out. <laughs> just saying that phrase. <laughs> Booger Monster voice by Norm McDonald. It's just creepy as balls. <laughs> also, I have a joke for you that's going to be your new least favorite part of the show. Okay. What did uh, Isaac do after his second date with Claire? What? Nuts and bolts. God. Because <laughs> he's a robot. Fuck you, Z. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we will... Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else, do you? Stay tuned for special thanks. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. That's the Orville, guys. Thanks Go for listening. It. It's better than we give it credit for. For sure. We're really bad at yeah, this. Yeah, we're super <laughs> bad at this. Go watch it. Second and come on the show and talk about it, please. Yep. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. Uh, if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, tell your friends about us. Seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, behind-the-scenes stories, and other general information to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. Also, if you guys share our page at any point in the near future, uh, drop us a line at any of our social media stuff, and we'll send you a sticker. Yeah. One of three limited edition stickers. <laughs> They're very valuable. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, we want to give a very special thanks again to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Go ahead and check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Again, Sean, you uh, he kind of made this show happen, so thanks. See you next week. Peace out.